So the snippet series is sponsored by Dr. Robert and Judy Brookstein in memory of her mother, my wife's grandmother, Edith Goldsmith, Esther Bas Yaakov. We last left off, Kulama Uvin Kulam Kibarim, which is such a beautiful, beautiful model of precedent for the way that we're meant to behave. We tap into and we emulate the angels who understand that they're here for a purpose, they're here for a mission. They have a reason to exist and they're focused on what they're meant to do and who they're meant to be. And by focusing on our shlichos, by focusing on why God put us in this world, then kulam ahuvim, we're able to get along with no competitiveness. Kulam birurim, we have clarity on what we're meant to do. And kulam giborim, we all have the strength and the courage, we have the resolve and tenacity to overcome whatever negative compulsion we might have in order to do and be the right thing. So the angels, the malachim, who are the embodiment of what it means to be on shlichos, to be messengers, ambassadors, agents of Hashem, this is how they are defined or characterized. And we are meant to emulate or follow them in the way that they praise their whole life as a form of praise for Hashem, and ours is supposed to be as well. So it continues, And these angels, who have no competitiveness, no tension or friction, who have brurim clarity, they're zach v'tahor, they're pure and innocent in what they're meant to do, and they're giborim, they are chulam osim, they do their shlichas, be'ema u'be'ira, with awe, with reverence, Ritzon Konam, they fulfill the on the will of Konam, of their maker. The Beis HaLevi explains, Beis HaLevi explains that Kulam Giborim, these angels are incredibly strong, and yet none tries to overpower the other. They're not competing with one another, none is superior to the other. Why? How is it that Kulam Ahuvim, Kulam Birurim, Kulam Giborim? Because Kulam Osim Biemu Uviyira, Ritzon Konam, when a group of people are all equally dedicated to fulfill the will of their Creator and they live with awe and reverence for God, the source of all things, then, kulam ha'ovim, kulam burim, kulam kiborim. Says the Beis HaLevi, it's not a coincidence. This is the cause and effect. By dedicating our lives to living with awe and reverence and to see our purpose as fulfilling Ritzon Konam, the will of our Creator, it enables us all to get along. There is no competitiveness, there's no tension, and so on. Fear and awe of Hashem are the great equalizer. They make us all on the same team, working for the same goal. The Maharal is Nesiva Avoda writes, in Kiddush Levana, we have a similar language, but it's different. We say, And wonders the Maharal, why in Kiddush Levana do we conclude to fulfill the will of Konam, their creator, and here we say, Ritzon, why is, I'm sorry, why is it here Konam? And there it's Konehem. What's the difference between them? Why is there a switch? So the Maharal says, when it's done from Ava, Sasum there's Achtus, it's Konam, it's in the singular, it's united. Whereas Ema Uyira can divide people, people can feel fragmented, it's Konehem. It's Konehem. Why do we say Konam, Velo Yotzram? We just said, Yotzer Mishar Sim. We describe God as the creator of his angels. So why do we say here, Ritzon Konam, or Konayam? Why are we saying the will of Konam? We should say, Yotzram. So I saw a beautiful explanation. When we say Ritzon Konam, Konam can mean that God owns us, he's acquired us, that we are subjects of God. Or the word Konam can be from the Lushan of Tikkun, the way that one is misaking themselves the way that we repair, the way we improve, 
the way we become shalim, we become whole, and who we're meant to be is by dedicating ourselves to Avodas Hashem. Halahu avicha konecha. Person should see he is our father. Konecha means the one who's masaking us. Not that he owns us, which is also true, but he is masaking us. We become repaired or improved. Rav Yerucham says, Avichulam osim bi'ema. Doesn't say Avichulam shomim. It's not that we listen to God. The angels listen to God with awe and reverence. But rather, Avichulam osim. Because angels don't listen. They're not passive. They're active. They're osim. They do. And says Rav Yerucham, we were angelic at Harsinai. And Matan Torah, it's described as, how did we respond to the offering of the Torah? Nase v'nishma. Nase before nishma. Similarly here, the angels are v'chulam osim, not shomim. It's not that they listen to God, it's that they fulfill the will of God. What's the difference, well, with this, between ema and yira? V'chulam osim be'ema u be'ira. Ritzon konam. They all perform, they don't just listen, they perform the will of their Creator, and with what way do they perform it? Be'ema over yira. What's the difference between ema and yira? So the Maral says, ema is hakaras roman musakel. Ema is the recognition of the exaltedness of God. Whereas yira, he writes, is hakaras shiflos erkenu. Ema and yira. Ema is awe of God, he's awesome. Can't understand, we can't comprehend, we can't hop. We have such awe. Yira is, we're so pathetic, we're so lowly, certainly in contrast to the greatness of God. So the Maral sets up this dichotomy the greatness of Hashem, that's Ema, when we recoil with a sense of awe for who He is and how He conducts Himself, that's Ema. When we think about how lowly we are, that's Yira. The Grod of Vilnagon says, Ema is awe from Hashem's greatness. Similar to Maral, but Yira is not from our lowliness. The Gra writes, Yira is from fear of Hashem's providence. When we understand that His greatness is not only in the abstract, it's not only academic, it's not that God is great on the books. The Yira, His greatness translates into His awareness of everything we do, into holding us accountable for all that we do. When we understand this Hashkach this divine providence that He's involved in and cares about everything in our lives, that fills us with a sense of Yira. So Ema is Hashem's greatness. Yira is how that greatness affects and impacts our lives that we become accountable to Him.